0: DJ, DJ.
1: drop a beat.
0: Not another podcast. Not another podcast. Not another podcast. Not another podcast.
1: What the hell is wrong with you
0: people? Those people are the freaks, man. Rice. Oh my God, who the hell cares? James.
1: I am sick of everyone telling me i'm confused
0: big jim i told you what did i tell you didn't i tell you because i told you samantha i am
2: gonna have regular sex with you whether you like it or not
0: not another podcast
2: recording on this computer i'm afraid to yeah. record to the drive
1: <laughs> i figured i'd be nice and pretty for y'all
0: seriously i feel like you're here to like i'm here to date your daughter state
1: uh, your state
0: your intentions young man
1: would be a little bit weird for you i mean you know, daughter's a little well
2: i mean not, in, n- not now and i mean unless yeah. you're in the twilight universe <laughs> that's normal then
0: look i know she's five now but in 13 years when, I mean, my, when my tribe comes back from our like you know our uh, torpor you know <laughs> we have like a torpor cycle we need to go in every 16 years when i come back she's still single just saying putting my hat in that ring now
2: well i have started recording and i'd like to say welcome to not another podcast i'm sam that's Hi, jimmy man. That's Josie.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm Jimmy <laughs> or I'm Josie. I, either way, I don't, I don't fucking know.
2: That, that's Danny, um, who Boy. sounds much be- <laughs> better because he's not does. using his phone. So thank you. Oh, I feel honored. Welcome.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm using the big fucking computer that's been in our <laughs> living room this whole time. And I was like, I wonder what would happen if I just launched on that today. Hmm. And so- we love it. It,
0: d- it does sound a hell of a lot better. Um, are, is the Wi-Fi issue sorted yet, or are we still? Yes. Okay, good.
1: Yeah, as it was uh, what was it, a day or so ago, I tested my internet speed, and I was running like 20 megapixels per minute, and that was just god awful. So I called them up. I was like, hey, guys, you got to come out here and deal with this. I don't know what the fuck's going on. So they came out, dude, checked it out, got it working better in the house. And he was like, all right, I need to send somebody out to fix the problem outside. So I was like, okay. So they showed up this morning and sure shit enough, I tested my speed. Now I'm 205 megapixels percent. I was like, whoa, didn't realize that's where I was supposed to be, but hey, hey way fucking better. All right. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, Wi-Fi is uh, squared away. What was frustrating is I've been trying to play uh, Elder Scrolls online, and uh, priorities. Yeah, I kept getting kicked the fuck out of my game because my Wi-Fi was just like, "Bye." You have a dial-up modem. Please <laughs> disengage. <laughs> yeah, Bob, stay off the phone. I'm playing my game. Get off the goddamn phone, dude. I don't care if Agnes is sick. Knock it
0: off. Yes, Settlers of Catan is online. Why do you even ask? Ugh, stupid. Jeez. I'm not looking at porn again. God. Again. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> put that, put that right cat now. out on there.
2: <laughs> so um, before we before you were able to get on, Danny, we were talking a little bit about, um, Jim and I were talking about kind of a topic that we could, we could talk about today. And Jimmy, Jimmy, oh my gosh, Jimmy is the creator of It's All Been Done Radio Hour, Big Jim. He's going to be a guest star, so we thought we'd Yay! kind of talk about hey! we talk about his experience with performing and auditioning for that, and um, he's been listening to the Top Notch Tangler, which is funny. I have, I and uh, just and then dust
1: that one off, just yeah. Dust it off.
2: <laughs> so we kind go. of wanted to talk about being performers and the performer life. You've got music, you know, like so. Just we kind of wanted to go over sort of what creating means to us and things like that. Okay. Okay. Uh-
0: Well, uh, I will say, uh, yeah, actually, Sam had mentioned uh, the audition process uh, a couple of months prior. And I know me because I've been me for some time now. And I was like, send me a reminder because I'm genuinely interested. uh, But just a disorganized, just hot garbage fire of a life. So uh, Sam was kind enough to do that. But it was uh, I got the message. It was like Thursday or Friday, um, and they were due by that Sunday. Now, I had already had plans to go out of town for the weekend. So I'm like, I wanted to do it. But at the same time, time was a bit of a, uh, of a factor. So um, I was sitting and I opened. I'm like, well, I'll just open up the, the audition packet and sort of see what is in, entailed. And so I read the whole, you know, the whole schmear from, uh, from beginning to end. And it's definitely, it's weird. I don't know what what auditioning experience um, you guys, you all have done, uh, Danny. I don't know if you've done any kind of, uh, well, if you've been to court, if you had to perform in front of like a grand jury, I mean, perform, testify (laughs) in front of a grand jury, right? It's a performance, Art. Thank you.
2: Thank you.
1: (laughs) A lost one too. (laughs) No convictions, So, you know, I count that as a win. My record's perfect, bitches. Clean, <laughs> <Please, laughs> motherfucker.
0: <laughs> I walk these streets. But, I mean, have you guys ever done much uh, or, or have done any uh, auditioning? Or, or, yeah, like, to be in a band, I know it's it's pretty much the same thing. To, to, you have to audition to sort of be, unless you're
1: like, you want to be in a band? Uh, I'm not going to lie. You're not too far from it at that rate, because, honestly, most of the bands I've been in, it's like, I'll, I'll make friends with the guy, and it's like, hey, dude, how you doing? It's like, oh, you know, I was home practice. Like, oh, what do you play? Oh, I'm a drummer. Oh hey, no, shit, I play guitar. We should jam, dude.
0: And Bam. the rest,
1: yeah. That's it. And honestly, that's all of my bands I've been a part of. It's like I, I happenstance meet somebody, and they happen to play music. And it's like, Whoa. what kind of music are you into? and then they'll list off like four or five and it's like well hey i can jive with about three of those i think that's good enough fuck it (laughs) anyone throws frank zap out there it's like i don't think this is gonna be a fit i'm sorry Uh,
2: (laughs) hard pass (laughs) no
1: uh and bob dylan sorry full disclosure i can't stand bob dylan uh (laughs) 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 fuck that guy um but no as far as auditions are concerned i mean the only real theater I had ever been a part of was in high school. And we had to do auditions for that, but it was okay. Everyone reads the exact same line, but nobody gets to watch you do it. So everyone's in the backstage area. Somebody goes out, does the mm-hmm. lines, comes back in, tells everyone what lines they did. So the rest of us go out and do the exact same lines. We're like, no, it was common. It's no big deal. Yeah. But At the same time, I don't know. I mean, I I I did a couple of things for drama in high school, and it was fun. But I never really felt like I was actually auditioning. I was like, "Bitch, you have like three other guys, and you need a five guy cast." So I know I got something. Yeah. Don't play. Don't play. I could be terrible, and you're going to be like, "Okay." It's like, yeah, I know. (laughs) And of course. You know, you get up and you do the show and your family's there and the families of everybody else who's on the show is there. And as soon as you're done, you're like, oh, my God, you were so great. It's like, thanks. so that's really not helpful, but okay, Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So and it just so happened that uh, my senior year, I got voted most likely to become an actor of all things. Oh, I'd done two music shows. I had only done one and a half theater things and i was like couldn't give me the vote for okay (laughs) what did you want what did you want danny what what was it that you wanted wanted to be voted most likely to be a rock star but whatever that was a category at your school well voted most likely to be a professional musician was okay and some asshole got it and i was like yeah (laughs) good
2: you're a dick but i'll give it to you you can shred man you Asshole. really good <laughs> at
1: it, and I hate you, I
2: but ass- and I mean,
1: and in all fairness, in high school I was a bass player, so I mean, you know bass player yeah Uh, your words bro your lack of words bro (laughs) I've always loved on the the bass player stigma hatred just Mm -hmm. because I thought it was funny as shit because I was a bass player I had a long standing girlfriend I had a large group of friends that was bigger than most of my guitar buddies because they were pompous assholes who thought they were God's gift to music as where I was like I just play bass (laughs) and I got along great with everybody But yeah, I always thought it was funny. It's like, oh, the bass player. And it's like, yeah, that was me. Proudly. I still play bass to this day. It's funner than shit. Uh, I have since moved in musical directions away from, but I still come back to it. But again, auditions, I've never done a professional grade audition, I guess you would say, for acting. Um, I've put myself out there for bands. That I wanted to try to play with but in all fairness we never got a chance to actually get together so I could physically show them what I could do mm-hmm. uh the only thing I ever had to my credit as far as my musical prowess was the stuff I created with Herkimer so I'd direct them to YouTube and I'm pretty sure that's why none of them ever called me back <laughs> no. <laughs> but no actually I'm very proud of that shit on there so fuck them yeah but uh Yeah, I mean, honestly, most of the time, whenever I do something like music, the nice thing about it is is it is a, um, it is a solitary art form where it can be shared to the masses. It can be given to everyone if you choose to do so. But otherwise, if you have a desire to create sound, uh, you can do that on your own. You need no audience or anything. Well, if you ever want to make money for it, you would need said audience, but it's one of those things where it's a nice art form that you can do on your own so I always have. I always wanted to act, but I think so does every musician. Every. I think so
2: do most people.
1: <laughs> I I always did because I I always had a great time doing it, but I never was motivated enough to go out of my way to <clears throat> audition for something or memorize lines over shit that I memorized anyway. Again, I know Shakespeare very well. Personally? I,
2: uh, huh? Yeah. He's good <laughs> good old Billy Shakes. Was yeah, he the baby. one
0: was he the one voted most likely to be a rock star? Is that
1: is that why you're Danny, pissed? Danny
2: what I about won't you? talk about it. Wait, did you know him? No. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, it,
0: it was one of those things too what, where god it's like, Damn it. <laughs> Sam has been trying for like 7 god damn it.
2: Once you get Danny going, it's hard to get him to stop. He's like the juggernaut of conversation. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Again, I got shit to
1: talk about for days,
2: days. And days. That's, I think I like
1: shut the fuck up. The problem
2: okay. with like with like 5 of us is that we all are talkers yeah <laughs> so it's it can be hard to get in there sometimes
0: True. Well, I, True. I always call it conversation double Dutch you gotta wait for that beat to get in there and if you're <laughs> one second late or you're one second early it's like done you're, yeah you're, you're gonna be fighting the whole time you got to get in the rhythm you got to get in the fight get you
1: next time
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so I was um <laughs> I was not in theater as a Kid or or a youth, a youth as some would call it. Um, oh. <laughs> I was not in theater as a youth. Uh, I tried out for the high school plays, but my high school was very small and it was very clicky. So um, I yeah, that's fine. I I was I had my sports and cheerleading and all the other extracurriculars I did outside of school anyway. So it wasn't a huge priority for me. Um, I always wanted to be a performer. We had uh, we had show choir that I really wanted to do, but um, yes. the teacher hated me. Like legit, it, it wasn't just, you know, cause there, there were girls in there that I'm like, okay there's no way that that person got a spot over me it was but that teacher just we did not get along on a personal level
0: everyone everyone the next song we're gonna sing turn to page six yes it's called sam's a twat now on (laughs) three (laughs) wait for the beat wait for the beat don't come in early i know we're all very
1: excited double dutch music bitch
2: yay so um, and then as I got older, uh, I was actually part of like a, one of those cattle call casting agencies, and that was just not a great experience. I did get some auditions through that, no paid gigs, but they kept because I wanted voiceover and they kept sending me up for modeling gigs. Hmm. And I'm like, I'm this does not a model make, uh uh-uh. uh, like I don't know, no, thank you. So <laughs>
1: Your tattoo pictures would beg to you, but <laughs> well, that's okay. You. We'll, we'll um, leave that alone.
2: So they kept sending me out for like modeling jobs and, you know, these just cattle call things. <laughs> and, um, I just was sort of got sort of disillusioned with it and then met Jimmy and Nick and all those people. Uh, we worked together, um, well, Nick and I worked together and that's how I met Jimmy. And then Radio Hour was born. So I was like, yeah, I get to do voiceover stuff. I still don't get paid for it, but I get to do voiceover stuff. <laughs> um, so some of my, I guess, more professional auditioning, I have done, I have auditioned for things before and um, I've sent in video auditions and gotten gigs. And then I traveled to Michigan, uh, stayed overnight there so we could film and then um. We filmed like an extended seven to 10 minute trailer that the guy was then going to try to sell to um, like Hallmark. Uh, like it did not. This is a reel. Yeah. So it, it did not end up getting picked up, but um, the guy was an assistant to Clint Eastwood on Gran Torino. So oh, it was kind of like, oh, so you're legit. So that was my first like real, like real, real thing um, but it didn't end up going anywhere which is fine that shit happens especially when you're just starting out but I really want to focus on voiceover and that's like really where I want to be I've done stage and like the nude show how that came about was we need people who are going to be nude and then um, I've been in plays since then because people have seen me in that show and I had friends be like oh we didn't know you could do that so I was like yeah that's because clicks and i don't get to play with you guys <laughs> and, yeah. so it's like yeah i can i'm, yeah. I'm legit so,
1: <laughs> so but, yeah. except for it didn't happen theater, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> theater so. is most definitely
0: uh i think an old either it's either latin or maybe even greek uh term that just means yeah like you know yeah. <laughs> you're not yeah just Go away like total it is it is very clickish, which is hilarious because most of the kids that end up in theater are ones that have become outcasts of other yeah. places and they're just like well here i get to at least pretend to be somebody else so that's kind of fun yeah um but yeah there's definitely you know and then like depending on the production that you're a part of there's some where just the actors sort of like cloister And they don't like dare interact with the uh, the the stage crew crew. and everything else, and it's like motherfucker, like or a earn your fucking stripes if you're gonna be doing shows, work your ass off, build sets, paint. It's honestly, it's almost as fun, if not more fun, sometimes than actually doing a performance because you're just there with your friends. You know, it's it's sweaty, it's it's rough work, but you're kind of you you bond in those moments as much Mm -hmm. as the actors do on stage, and so yeah.
2: What I've learned with this, because like Radio Hour, we perform on stage. We haven't this last year because of, you know, the world is on fire. And um, yeah, you know, that little thing, little dumpster fire that turned into like a rager. (laughs) So um, That's
0: what happens when no one's watching it.
2: (laughs) Right. So um, with that you know, we, we have directors for shows. And then I was like, what I really learned throughout this whole evolution of is, is I really want to focus on voice and I love directing and I love the writing process. So I've really, really enjoyed the directing. Jimmy's like, okay, but you can't only direct. And I'm like, that's fine. I, you still got me to perform, but I really like the directing side of this too. So, um, yeah, I just like telling people what to do
1: that's okay not, we no, I, that's not much. it but you know, it's all right but you know, it's
2: whatever. it's that's out of the bag it's something i learned that i enjoyed doing um through just we needed directors and i said cool i'll give it a shot see if i'm any good at it and i enjoy it so
1: very that's nice. awesome yeah and for me i just i liked playing the character because you know the very few times i did uh one of the things i did we just had monologue readings And uh, I got to read this one called On Wings of Shining Silver. And if you never heard about it, basically it talks about these little kids who, you know, they're in their own imaginary world with their Crayola crayons and things like that. And he talks about his favorite one, number seven, Shining Silver. And the monologue is actually about the descent into the Hitler Youth Program and how... It becomes less. Wait, is well Where, world. where did you fucking becomes, find this monologue? Wait. I didn't. I didn't. Like, my my teacher not, did. And it, yeah, I got to be the only guy out of two girls to be a part of this monologue reading. Is the does, does, does the commandant like,
0: still teach? Does the commandant still teach? Or she does. It? She does. And oh. she.
1: I'll give her credit where it's due. You know, Ava Brown. Was, the bareness <laughs> no she was a very forward thinking kind of drama teacher in the respects she didn't want to do like the little shop of horrors because it'd been done she didn't want to it's do cliche. a lot of the standard high school fodder she Far wanted town. to do a lot of the, uh, i guess you would call avant-garde kind of theater performances i mean one of the bits that she did was Les estrada and mm. again got casted for it because you know huh. I'm a bass player. I'm one of like six. And by this time, I had already established that I, you know, wouldn't freeze up on stage. Um, That's important. Yeah. Very, very. And I'll be honest with you, my acting, again, as a kid, I should have been ruined on acting. I really should have. Because in first grade, my sister was trying to memorize this poem. It was called My Little Shadow. Now, her and my mother were working on it nightly. And her room was right across the way from mine. So I heard it nightly. So you were working on it nightly also. (laughs) I shit you not. My sister couldn't quite nail it. And she didn't understand why. And I was just like, I have a little shadow. It goes in that with me. And and dude, I fucking ran that whole thing. So I signed up for the talent show in first grade. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to do this poem on stage in front of my whole damn school. Awesome. I did the audition. I nailed the audition. I nailed my poem. Yeah, I had absolutely no stage presence whatsoever. I was a first grader. Fuck you. (laughs) <laughs> but the I wasn't going to judge, show, but
2: all right. <laughs> judge,
0: uh, First grade or not, nah, come on, bro. bro. Come on, bring your <laughs> fucking A game or don't fucking bother leaving the sandbox, bitch. Stay in your sandbox.
1: Let's go, bro. Let's go. Hey. That monkey bar ain't going to hang by itself, bro.
0: After nap time, hey. if you're still heated, we can deal we'll do with some, this.
1: We'll do some leg jenga, bro. Yeah. But, bro. uh... <laughs>
0: I mean, no, just <laughs> moving for, Just keep the boat moving forward. Don't, <laughs> no. We don't circle back. If they're in the water, they're fucking dead to us. <laughs>
1: it's in the harbor, it's at the bottom. Um, so the day of the show, I got up on stage to do my thing and I got hit with the world's worst case of hiccups. Oh no. And I couldn't I couldn't get through it. I tried so hard to like
0: I have a little shadow cause it out. me if
1: and it's like I was doing everything I could to try to just barrel through this fucker so I actually would, you know, make it to the end of this poem. And I did. I finally got through it through about 20 or 30 hiccups and I walked off stage is was like, I'm never doing that shit ever again. No. Yeah, It didn't take long for me to go, yeah, that was inaccurate. <laughs> Give me more of that. I, I love the rush of performing. Oh, yeah. yeah. With my bands in high school that I had never felt a quickening quite like that, although I had done stage performances where I was acting or I was singing with choir or I was up on stage with Symphonic Band. There was a little bit of a rush. Not much, though, but when I got up on stage in my first high school band, we did System of a Down Sugar.
2: Nice. And mm. I got to be on
1: bass. Wow. Record.
2: Slapping. All day, baby. <laughs> it's all day.
0: But it's and all that's about the tood. The tood oh. is where you get to bring it in.
1: Dude, seriously, and I just lit up. It was like, as soon as we started up, we got plugged in, it's like, oh, we're tuned, we're tuned, okay. It was like,
2: yeah! (laughs) That's awesome.
1: And then we busted into Four Horsemen from Metallica and it was like,
2: yes!
1: And again, this was my freshman year of high school. (laughs) My only established friends were the Smokers on the Hill and my old buddies from middle school, so it was like, no, no, made some friends that day. Mm-hmm.
2: That's good.
0: <laughs> but, some yeah. of them are some of them are still here as, as yeah, you can right? see behind I, me. I yeah. see that. Some of your buddies here.
1: He Sophia. Yes. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Sexy.
0: I uh I mean, like it gro- growing up, uh, the first play I was ever in was the King and I at the Fulton Opera House. Uh okay. I ended up auditioning. It was again, it was a similar kind of cattle call uh situation where uh, and shows like that, they're just kind of go, uh, especially with kids, they're just kind of going for like, do they have presence? Do they have an attitude that's going to be uh, have them stand out in some way? Right. Uh, I did. Unfortunately, it's kind of controlling that. That was the problem. Um, and so that was I think I was five or six, I think maybe. No, I was, I was, yeah, I was six, seven uh, the following year. That was when I got to do Witness. So, um, yeah, I from a young age, I was very accustomed to the audition process and uh, never really had much of a, of a, a problem with it. Uh, well, actually, no, I, I take that back. I had a, a huge problem with it because uh, as a kid, I just wanted to be a part of it. I just wanted to be a part of it. And whatever it is that I had to do, I was just sort of happy as I got older, I would get sort of envious of like the main characters and their stage time and like their, their long soliloquies where they got to hold the audience in the palm of their hand. I, I wanted to, to have those moments, but more often than not I'd show up to an audition and the director or the casting person, whoever would take one look at me and be like, Oh, you're perfect. Don't have to say even one another word, just you're, you're perfect. You're cast. I'm like, sweet. What do I do? Like hold this spear and look mean. <laughs> no, that's confused. I need mean. Can you give me mean? We'll work on it. Okay, maybe. All right, we'll pencil you in. So I I was, yeah, I was, yeah, I was like sobbing guard number one because there was there weren't any other sobbing. Everyone else was just like, dude, fucking go back to your training, bro. Come on, you're supposed to be a centurion or whatever the fuck the play was. we arrived at the (laughs) capital.
1: Message for you, sir. I'm not going in. Fuck this place. No, No. No, you got the guards crying out front. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's more intimidating. <laughs> what are you doing so to make these out. guys cry? There's
1: a, a bad
0: omen, my lord.
2: I think, like, I had more of a love of performing in general at a young age and just not knowing or understanding that there were processes for that. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, my dad didn't like the arts, so he didn't like to push us in it, And whereas my mom was an artist, so she was like, yeah, doing the thing. But I remember like school assignments or school, like, like classroom plays and stuff like that, like uh, where you get to be creative. We had to do this one thing where um, me and my team, it was like fourth grade English. My English teacher had always complimented the fact in front of the class that I could project my voice and I wasn't afraid to speak out and loudly. Whereas most kids are like, Oh, the answer's five. I'm just like, it's this one. Because I'm obnoxious. This <laughs> is so,
0: Jenkins. <clears> this <throat> is
2: Jenkins. His, his name was Mr. Hack, <laughs> which is Mr. funny. Mr. Hack. Now. Mr. Hack. But um, every
0: school's gotta have a Mr. Hack. Right. Oh, yeah.
2: So we had a we had an assignment where it was like this literary literary historical thing. And I, I don't remember what it was, but my team ended up doing a puppet show and we wrote the script ourselves and you know, um, and we were like making adults laugh. And like, I mean, as like fourth, fifth grade, sixth grade maybe, making grown people laugh with like witty jokes. So I was like, holy shit, this is great. Um, I remember another school assignment where do you guys remember the rap the rappers from um, Robin Hood, Men in Tights? Oh yeah. Yeah. So we took that hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yo, 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 check it out. So we know. had we did something on um ancient Egypt and my team, <laughs> I was like, this is what we're doing, guys. So we took <laughs> because again, at a young age. Exactly. So I'm
0: controlling all
2: <laughs> yes, my puppets. So we took the rap from that and then we did a uh a, a Egyptian ancient Egyptian history lesson to that rap and performed it.
1: Were you talking about her chips set up in this bit?
2: Yeah, stuff like that. And then it was like you know, so
1: I, <laughs> nothing, nothing up in this motherfucker.
2: So <laughs> yeah, it's just stuff like that. Uh, um, we had to do something in choir, and I auditioned for like every single role, and I I was the loudest one, and you know, just so it's I don't know. I never had a problem being like me. Look at, look at me. Look
0: at me. <laughs> well, it's funny because. Uh, if it was a, a standard play, I was game for for anything. Or if it was a musical and I was in the ensemble, it's totally fine. But if there was a part that I wanted that was in a musical where I had to have like a standalone song or sing by myself, that's when I got to be super shy. Cause it would, for whatever reason, I had so much more sensitivity about my you know my dopey ass singing voice in high school versus uh, now i'm just like i don't give it i annoy people with my my melodious voice I could oh. suck a dick if they don't like
2: it i'm still terrified <laughs> to sing in front of people i can't do it like i yeah. will cry and i'm i told the folks at radio hours like i really want because we have a lot of very talented musically talented people in in, in that crew and i was like i want to be able like I don't need to have a huge solo but I would like to be able to maybe step in if someone's sick or if you need another voice of here. like I would like to be a go-to person for that but I'm like if I hear someone I can sing in a choir I've sang in a Mm -hmm. choir my entire fucking life I can sing in a choir I can match pitch if I can hear it I can do it by myself I want to turn into a fetus I don't (laughs) okay (laughs) it just it terrifies me and I'm having the hardest time getting over it Um, like I in top not Changler theme song I speak sing my section because I can't sing it it terrifies me (laughs) oh
1: now you see I understand where you're coming from on that one Sam because honestly I just despise my own voice so here's the thing like when I go out and I'll do karaoke and things like that no problem because I love doing that shit I will sing the ever-living piss out of songs in front of random drunk strangers all day every day
2: I won't even do that
1: The thing about it is, though, is I very rarely ever will sing on a recording that I do because I can't stand my own voice. I just don't like the sound of it. So when I hear it back, sonically, I might be in the right register. I might be hitting the right notes that make the perfect sense, but I can't stand the sound of my own fucking voice on a recording. I just don't like it. It's one of the reasons I never listen to the show when I'm on it.
0: Uh, <laughs> get another ringing endorsement for podcasts, but so good even we don't listen. Damn right, heard it
2: once, never again. Uh, <laughs> I was again, there. Why do I need to listen to that?
1: <laughs> keep Not the real. ship moving forward. But it, again, it was one of those things where I get where you're coming from because it is odd. You're you're very. Uh, putting yourself in a very vulnerable position when you Mm -hmm. sing because you're not just speaking. Speaking is just, ah, fuck, you hear me, you listen to me, whatever. I don't need to be in pitch, I don't need to be in tone. If I'm not, well, fuck you anyway. But singing is kind of one of those things where I think until you, like again, I would love to be with you, Sam, the day that you decide to pop your karaoke cherry in front of an audience of people,
2: I mean, I've done it with a group of people. There are songs in my head that I'm just like, I you. want to do that one.
1: Just you.
2: Maybe when I come I'm to on Portland, stage I'll mic- do it just for you. <laughs>
1: yes. So when, well, you, do think, yeah. in, when yeah, you do come I in, when you do come in, provided that, you know, some things have returned to normal and vaccines actually gotten out to the masses. Um uh, layers open. We will have to go to a karaoke bar because I would love to hear your beautiful singing voice.
0: Well, I'll say I, well, you know, okay. Another, Sam just dry heaved uh, <laughs> at that compliment. I've never seen someone Thank dry you. heave at an honest and heartfelt compliment. Like I really, you know, would look <laughs> forward to seeing you showcase that, that side of you that I know is, 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 is something that you're very sensitive about. And that, you know, I'm, I'm being sensitive to your apprehension, but if you should ever get to that,
2: I love you, Danny. Thank you so much. Actually, Danny's been like the sweetest person in the world because like, I'm learning to play the ukulele. I've, I've put it down for like two months. I need to get back to practicing. Um, but you know like I would get messages or even like a video chat like hey I think you're doing great it's just it's means so much to me so thank you he's such a good buddy um
1: happy to be here but again (laughs) I always try to move people to be musical in any way shape and form just out of sheer principle I think it is a wonderful fix for making you happy I mean it's one of those things where I came to realize this, you know, you are driving your car and you'd be sad one day or something like that. And a great song will come on. And for no fucking reason, you'll crank that fucker up, start screaming at the top of your lungs, the lyrics. And by the end of it, you're like, oh, fuck, that's better. (laughs) Yeah, it's because there's something wonderfully. Tom Petty, I guess, was the last one to say it is the last real magic in the world. Music is the last real magic because it incites such wonderful emotion. It can mm-hmm. incite you to be angry. It can incite you to be sad. It can give you a reason to smile. I mean, it, it literally is nothing but sonic waves flying through the air. I think Tom Waits was the guy who said that it's just something pretty you do with the air. And-
2: Who was it that said life wouldn't be worth living without music?
1: Probably most of everyone. Helen <laughs> no, Keller?
2: I... Was it Helen yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, side note, oh my God,
1: too side note.
0: Too is it too soon? Side, side note, I the Helen Keller saw... from Helen Keller versus <coughs> the Night Wolves, not the yeah. There we go, Literally. historical person. I'm not that insensitive. Of a monster. I want the uh-huh. actors. Yeah.
2: I was watching. I, I was in a tick tock wormhole because tick tock is fucking evil. Don't download it because you'll be stuck nope. on it's that like app. Crystal meth. I know <laughs> it's... it's out
0: there, but I don't. It's not my flavor, dude.
2: For fucking real. Um. Okay. So.
1: YouTube purists
2: (laughs) so I'm on TikTok and I run across this one and this guy stitched it which is basically you take this okay anyway so the the video that this guy's reacting to this girl's like Helen Keller wasn't real I don't care who you are she wasn't a real person and I'm like you're a fucking idiot Mm. (sighs) anyway so side note that just uh young not even young people just people in general are stupid
1: I, I yeah. will say the funniest thing I've ever seen come out of TikTok was uh you know the Animaniacs intro, okay, where they go on this little tangent and then they'll throw something in at the very end. Yeah, yeah. There was a video that had me fucking rolling because it was the lady from the Capitol riots and she said they pushed me down and mace me. Yeah. And it fits so perfectly. <laughs> We're totally insane.
2: They pushed me down in mace. Me. I think I've seen that. Yeah, it was circulating Facebook too. That's wonderful. Like fucking priceless. <laughs> well, I'm glad that there's
0: at least some shimmering uh, uh, bits of hope uh, on TikTok because, from what I've been exposed to, it's like if Facebook allowed your just your dumb stuff that falls out of your mouth to be the posts on your wall. I mean, that's basically kind of how I was uh, interpreting TikTok.
2: Actually, what I have found being on TikTok is is when you sort of cu- like the things you like and react and curate your feed, okay. um, you can find some really cool, like, legit stuff on there. Like, there are psychologists on there and psychiatrists and therapists that are dropping like real, like, info dimes and I'm like, holy shit, I've learned so much. There's this one guy who just does animal facts and it's mm. hilarious and... I learn something every time I see his video. So it's just, it, if you curate what you want, what you're looking for. <laughs> but when you're first on it, it's a mishmash of like, they throw everything at you and you're like, oh my God, I, I hate this. So.
1: See, and honestly, like the only thing I, this is funny because for me, my exposure to TikTok has been via YouTube. Um, I watch this a YouTube channel called Noob's Top 5. Yes, I love fucking nukes
0: When's he putting some new shit out? He just dropped one the other day Like Paranormal
1: or Yeah, yeah On you on YouTube? Yeah all right. I get his it. feed notifications and shit But yeah, it's one of those yeah. things He'll pull I've been subscribed yeah. From TikTok Yeah Of like paranormal weird shit that goes on And honestly, I really enjoy his videos Because most of the other ones that I used to follow Like to talk uh. all the time over the entire clip like sir spooks or slapped ham yeah exactly and it's like guys shut the fuck up and show me the goddamn video thank you thank you and i found nukes top five and it was like he talks about it he sets you up he lets you know where it come from who's involved where they are what's going on so you don't have to hear all that in the video you just get the juicy bit yeah and then yeah when you miss that he rewinds it for you and go, here you go. Let me zoom it in. Let me enhance that bit. Okay, this is what we're looking at. It's like the well, fuck, I love this guy. I well,
2: went down a rabbit hole at those. Yeah, no.
0: I fucking I love uh nuke's top five. Uh yeah, and you're right. And what I love the most was uh when I first found it, you clicked on it and then it just was like the quick logo. And then he just started up with like the, 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 the first video, like no preamble, no, like, Hey, don't forget to do this. That. And the third, it was just right down to business. And he had this awesome way of, uh, like Danny was saying, um, setting up the video without basically wording you to fucking death. So by the time you see it, you're like, okay, you basically took all the joy out of it for me. (laughs) He, he, He puts in just enough, you watch it once and then he says this thing that is just like it's become one of his catchphrases like did Did you see it it? and then like you're just like yeah that makes your skin crawl just like what did i miss what i miss?" then he'll rewind it and then like and yeah he'll fuck with the lighting and the contrast so that sometimes you can see stuff a little bit better and yeah i've loved watching uh uh
1: his stuff without doubt the other thing i really do enjoy about his over most of the others is also he will also footnote 90 percent of his videos and go is this real or just an elaborate hoax yeah Yeah. he he completely goes at it just like here's a creepy fucking video it's creepy and for this reason it's up to you is it real or is it bullshit did they fake it did they make it hey what are you gonna do (laughs) and i like that because it's really quick to the point It gives you everything you need slam bam thank you ma'am 20 minutes of my life is now gone but it's like i don't feel like i wasted it
2: (laughs) because i have the um because i have the fire box the fire tv i you know i I put youtube up on my television and it's very nice so i'm watching tv i'm watching youtube on the tv and then ryan comes downstairs to get to get some coffee and i'm watching just the playlist of like the creepy news top five all the lights are out and i'm just like (laughs) and i'm just watching them and uh ryan's like oh what's this oh that was creepy and then he's like well i'm stuck now and he just sits down he just (laughs) abandoned his video game and we're just sitting there watching these over and we're just watching a whole playlist of them and there's this other there's this other youtuber like called like layer baked or baked layer something like that and he reacts to nuke's top five yeah it's fucking oh, yeah. hilarious because he's like this buff dude, and he's such a chicken. Like he's always like, <laughs> he's always got his his. He's like covering his face, and he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's oh. the best watching him react to Nuke's top five.
1: See, and I've come to realize that I have no YouTube superstardom in my future because when I watch Nuke's top five, I'll be sitting there. I'll just be like. And I've caught myself a couple of times when the screen goes black on my TV and it's like, oh, I'm in deep ponderment, aren't I? Because how (laughs) would I fake that? Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. There's yeah, right. Like talk in depth about it.
1: Well, and and that's the thing. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a magician. So I learned a lot of the secrets of the trades. And when like Magic's big reveals came out and shit, I was all over it. So when I'm watching these videos, it's like, okay, so. Camera tricks, I understand, like the institute of the camera has gone miles above what it ever used to. Yeah. You can special effects in some serious fucking shit. But some of these videos I'm watching, and it's like, okay, yeah, that could be somebody standing there. And they could have panned out as soon as they dropped over. Ooh. Oh,
2: <laughs> I was like, why are you saying? Um, I get it
1: but it's one of those things where again I'd be a shit reactor because honestly when I'm watching even when the scary parts happen it's like okay you know okay whatever.
2: Yeah, it, it's fun sure. there was one that Ryan and I were like no that shit's fucking creepy like there was one that really got me and it was like the throwing um it, it uh like that hell's lake or whatever and they mm. drop the phone into and you just hear this dev- like this screaming yeah. and i'm just like that's fucking real <laughs> that terrified me <laughs> and that,
0: yeah and you're like the water temperature level like there's no way like that's not that sound coming from above that's what that's someone in or something in that water
2: the one that, that one scared me.
0: The, the one, uh, there was a couple that got me, uh, early on, and there was one, it was this, I guess, a security guard at a soccer arena, and uh, he was working graveyard shift. And like, he's like, uh, he leaves, he's like, okay, so it's obviously in a language that I don't know, so I mean, you gotta, you gotta deal with that, but he's like, I'll be honest, he's like, this one really kind of got to me, and then so you're watching it, and you're just hearing. Some something or someone slamming a door again and again, and he's walking up to it, and you're like, "There's no, like that door is being slammed with invisible rage that can't be seen, but you feel it, you hear it every time the door closes." And I'm just like, "Man, if that guy goes in there, he is the bravest son of a bitch on planet Earth." And the guy went inside. I'm like, "Oh my god, get out of there!" And I'm like yelling at this video that's like 17 years old. <laughs> Some guy, he's probably just like, "I'm fine now. I don't know why you're so concerned." But like yeah, he just he would get you, and you know uh, when because there's a, like like Danny was saying, there's a bunch of other uh, places or not places, but channels on YouTube that are trying to do something comparable to Nuke's Top Five. But you know you're the shit when you got people reacting to your videos, yep. because that's when you know you're doing shit right. And it's like I would always, whenever I would see a different channel, I would I would use Nuke's Top Five as the benchmark by which I would gauge others. I was like, this
1: is almost as good or this is nowhere good, nowhere as good as, as my boy Nuke. You know what's funny though is I actually did find another YouTuber. Um, she Ooh. doesn't do much. <laughs> uh, the stuff that I'd found, I haven't checked in on the channel in a while, but she was called the Paranormal Scholar. So the mm. cool part about her channel was, is she basically would tell you a story. Uh, from someone's live accounts like she had one account that was uh, I think he was army and he was in Afghanistan and it's basically a story about how you know there was this town they were supposed to go in and find out who was there what was going on but it was silent just completely outright dead and while he was out there in the middle of the night him and the, the few guys that were with him just posted out keeping surveillance they saw a white robed figure standing just a hundred yards away from them, and so they started getting scopes on him trying to see who the hell he was because at this rate he was the only other living being out there oh shit and yeah they said it was some of the weirdest creepiest feeling shit they'd ever experienced in their life and it didn't take long for them to kind of like, he disappeared behind a rise, so they tried to sneak around to see if they could find him. And mm-hmm. he's fucking gone. And just stuff like that where it's, like, it's not necessarily paranormal because it could be explained a million different ways, but the setup, the story, and just feeling how those guys felt was fucking creepy. And it was awesome. It was like, I'm in. Game on. All right. Story time. Yeah. yeah. Here yeah, we there's go. A, there's a guy that... Um...
0: That's something similar that I've I've talked about before, and I I I love him. And he's dude's a workhorse. He cranks out three to four videos a week. This guy Maybe is a machine, order? uh, Mister Mister Ballen B A L L E N. Oh yeah it. yeah yeah. It's all kind of like one word. Yeah, he's this guy. He looks like you know you know your average looking like thirty something like like relatively fit looking dude. Turns out he used to be a, a Navy SEAL, right? But like totally it seems very down to earth. Like the way he talks, uh, I've said before, it's like he could give a masterclass on how to, to do public speaking. Every sentence is pristine. Uh, the setup to the story draws you in. Uh, there's no part where there's a lull in the story. He just keeps like layering it on. And it's just, I don't know. It's amazing what he does. And his whole missing four one, one series is some terrifying shit. That makes me never want to go camping ever again. Because uh, you know, you you think, okay, well, you're steady. very nice. Okay. Oh, the old salt has come back to port. Nice to see you, Alas. Oh, we're gonna need some bigger boobs. Um <laughs> I kid, I kid, they're fine. That's
2: funny. Kid, they're just- that good. That's <laughs> good, thank you.
0: And they're called buoys. And yes. They,
2: <laughs> they do keep me afloat.
0: They still oh. <laughs> they still keep me afloat. But, um, but yeah, he told one story that, um, just really uh, was kind of creepy. About, um, there's an outpost, uh, there's an outpost in Afghanistan, and this uh platoon that, that they would go in like 60 day rotations, and uh, this group of guys was going in there, and they were just sort of told, um, you know, uh, essentially it was an outpost that had high ground and was well coveted and so they've had it for a while just you you work your 60 days and when you're done you're done so they show up and the guys that they're relieving look like they've been there for like years they're like just pale and just drained and look exhausted and they didn't even say much they usually do like a walk around to be like okay so the army the bad guys are over there uh you want to stay clear of this place at this time of day or whatever uh, they didn't do any of that shit. They packed their stuff. They got you know ready to go. And all they said to the the, the other crew, aside from like the, the basics, was um, if you fucking dig anything up, put it back. Don't touch it. And they're like, okay, that was kind of weird. And they just got on their fucking, their choppers and they left. So they're the there.
2: Chopper.
0: Yeah. So they're there. And they have these, um, uh, I forget what the term is for it, but they're these, uh, like, you know these things that you, you fill with sand to, to make like a, a a wall essentially sandbags. Uh,
2: like literally like a, sandbags. It's like a
0: container that you fill with sand, <laughs> like in a bag formation. I don't know what they're called specifically. I
2: like guess a, a bag of sand. That's what a like, a sand, like, like, like a sand? Like
0: yeah, like a bag of yeah. sand, but 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 not quite that. It's 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 similar.
2: It's burlapy, like,
0: uh, It's kind uh, of you know dense, stackable. Yeah, I'm a fucking moron but um (laughs) so what happens is that there's they've got uh one of those like a uh, one layer of those done and there's a trench that's that's in front of that that so you should be able to stand up and and be like you know at regular firing height but still have cover but the trench got dug it looks like it got started but they just left the shit so the one day the guys are like, okay, we got everything else done. Let's start digging this trench and, and just basically, you know, give ourselves a little better spot if in case we ever get in any uh, firefights. And so they start like shoveling the shit. And very quickly they start coming up with like chunks of um, uh, shrapnel, uh, parts, uh, guns, um, uh, all kinds of just random bric-a-brac. Turns out, this particular vantage point has gone by many different names over the the the, the years, uh, and different <laughs> wars. It's like, geographically where it's at. A lot of different warring factions have all like. At some point in time vied for this and so one time one group would bloodily fight their way up to take it and they'd have it for a while until somebody else did the same thing so a lot of fucking people have been killed in that spot again and again and again so you're just dealing with like a vortex and so they dig up uh some stuff and then they remember what the other guy said and so they just kind of let it be and then after that they started having um things were like the the, usually it was the person doing patrol while, or watching while everybody else was uh, asleep, and um, there's a part where this—he's the guy's looking out through his scope and he swears he sees this guy standing there straight, just like he doesn't have a gun. There's like a, it's the, you can see by the, the light of the moon essentially, and and through his scope, and the guy's just he's like staring into the scope somehow. And then he just started running at the guy. And so this dude starts flipping out, starts you know waking everybody else up. They get up, they're all looking and there's nothing. So, okay, that's maybe, maybe that was just that one guy. Maybe he got the heebie jeebies or whatever. The craziest part of the story. I don't want to give it all away, but there's like, you woken up and it's like, there's a firefight going on, but they've got no idea where it's coming from. It just sounds like it's on all sides and all just fucking hell breaks loose. I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah, Mr. Ballin is a phenomenal um, channel to check out and, and just all about paranormal and just weird wacky stuff. He's got a dry sense of humor, um, which, I mean, is very clearly a military issue. Um, so, yeah. But okay. Um, yeah, Sam. We, we what?
2: I have no idea what you're talking about. The what? Boat,
0: the boat drifted off a, off a course. Um, I was talking about the audition for the "It's All Been Done" uh, radio hour. <laughs> no, me, "It's All Been Done" before radio hour. That you was where that was the part of call that the the fr- it was the first question that we had, and like we're like, okay, so we started it heading there, and then we got lost in the marina somehow, <laughs> right? And that next thing that we're talking about, like, oh yeah, you know, just ghost stories
1: in Afghanistan. That's a you know, logical fairness,
0: step. It's all part of the creative process.
1: Yeah. In fairness all the things that we do uh, that we have talked about like nukes top five or any of those other guys they are just digital storytellers yeah. They're telling us a story and in all fairness performance art is simply that it's telling a story whether it's a monologue reading poetry reading or whatever you want to do i mean musical or just stage performance it's all storytelling so i think yeah. the nice thing is is we now have a digital format for everyone and their mother to audition to us on yeah. a daily basis and the only win victory they get is when we like and subscribe and shit like that yeah but
2: join a page again it all
1: circles around
2: jim.com slash not other patreon
1: there you go i wrapped it up nice and <laughs> well done you, very well
0: done um but yeah so i uh just, just sort of bring this i know where we're at ah, we're getting there. Um, <laughs> So anyway, I get the uh, the audition packet and I'm reading through it, right? And it's got two uh, parts of scenes from two of the the recurring uh, segments that they do. The first one was called the Top Notch Tangler, ta- ta- tang- Tangler. Yes, that, yeah. because of her amazing ability to uh, uh, tangle. Well,
2: and untangle.
0: It's compliment. Well, yeah, because then she would be the untangler, the top notch untangle. See, because they talk about that in the, the 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 first episode. You gotta you gotta listen. <laughs> I said to go through, I'm like, okay, I gotta, I'll research this a little bit. i get, I'm getting ahead of myself anyway. So that's the first one. Then the second Dad, one uh, was, uh, I forget what the yeah. name of it, but it involved basically this small village uh, of like, you know, primitive, fairly primitive people. And uh, they've got like a council of elders and whatnot. And they have a a tradition in the village where if they have a dispute, they can't settle it amongst the people. They wait for just a random stranger to come through and they get to play Solomon and make the decision. And this this total Karen comes wandering out of the woods and makes a decision as to whether or not this kid's going to stay with mom or dad. And so I'm reading through, and both of them are really funny. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I was catching all the beats and everything else. And so I'm reading through it and I got real ambitious for a hot second. I'm like, I could try and read through both scripts with each character and just try and go through and do it that way. I'm just like, that's that's a lot. That is (laughs)
2: Jimmy would have loved it.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it would have been like either really, really it would have been something essentially. But I'm like, based on my time and everything else, let's just keep it simple. Uh, as I'm reading through, though, uh, something I genuinely uh, uh, keyed into, it was, it was impressive, was them saying that they're not necessarily looking for somebody who's a good reader of the script. They want someone that can sort of breathe a little bit of life into that character and, and uh, yeah, essentially give it uh, a little bit of improvisation or whatever it is that you got, you know. And so I'm like, okay, I could totally do that. And so I was reading through the first story, and in it, uh there is a uh there's a problem i'm not gonna give too much away uh and eventually some time cops show up and there's there's two cops one's named harry and he's like the 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 more experienced veteran he's more laid back and 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 uh, casual approach to it <clears throat> whereas he's got a hothead young partner who's like out to make his mark and and just like no nonsense or whatever <clears throat> and so i'm like okay i can just um I can futz with that and just sort of improv uh, a quick couple of minutes of that. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, so Harry, Harry's a time cop and they say he's laid back. All right. So he's uh doesn't have a rank. He's going to be detective because that's just easier. And for whatever reason, funnier to me. So it's detective, Harry laid back. Last Cause day. he's a hairy dick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it didn't get much hairier than, than the seventies. So but uh so harry yes uh, that'll be the
2: name of the show we haven't picked one yet anyway harry
0: laid back 70s dick or well well, again (laughs) we're just just spitballing at this point so uh so i'm like okay so harry needs a a last name just for the sake of this improv okay so tie-dye so detective harry tie-dye laid back okay what am i gonna do here so i'm like all right i imagine that because he's a time cop standardized you know pencil and paper paperwork is probably just a thing of the past pun intended because they're time cops (laughs) um so they would probably do a lot of like you know video logs so i'm like this is perfect i'll pretend to make like a a report uh as as detective harry tie-dye so i'm just like uh well hey there's is uh, detective harry Todd, I'm uh, uh, making a, a report to uh, Star uh, Time Lord Command. Uh, I know you probably don't even watch these vids uh, that much anymore. Probably would have gotten some kind of reply after my sciatica surgery, but uh, hey, you know I'm not bitter or nothing. Just old laid back Harry over here. You know what I mean? I understand the wheels of progress they turn pretty slow, and uh, you know Harry's just been a hardworking cog. Looking for a thimble's worth of grease, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just haven't had a raise in the last 14 cycles. You know, I just go out there every day, but uh, for the job, uh, uh, going out into various uh, different time continuums and dimensions, going up against henchmen with varying degrees of training and weapon sophistication, not knowing which second might be my last or the last leap home. But I digress, haven't had a uh, raise in the last 14 cycles. But, like, uh, whoever's in charge, like, the cerebral uh, uh, urban training, if you could turn that back, like, from a million down to, like, manageable. Because my new partner, my guy, he's a little uh, high energy, we'll say. Uh, he he vaporized a school bus because he was afraid they might cut us off in traffic. And uh, we were on foot. So maybe just take <laughs> from that what you will. Uh, but, hey, this is old Detective Heratada or whatever, yada, yada. And so this guy yeah, did right, that. And like- just, Yeah. But it was it was an odd experience because at least when you audition normally, there's a direct there's at least one other person there to give you some direct feedback, but to just kind of throw it into a void and then be like, eh, did you like did you like my void? I, I made a void for you, uh, please, <laughs> please, please judge my void and, and I hope that it is uh, to your liking uh or whatever so yeah. but yeah i got i got the part of uh of harry so i'm super stoked and i, I read through it and i'm like okay i gotta do some research here i want to be as prepared as possible <laughs> so i go to the the it's all been done before radio hour website All been done, done well, excuse me, it's all been done radio
1: hour let plugs here, sam <laughs> I,
2: you'll find us with before but
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah james was always any episode sam has been on um, yeah well uh,
0: J- well, James was always pissed because I would mess up uh, his his radio drama homeschool and <laughs> for whatever reason I was like, dude, I'm not an idiot,
1: okay? I'm not going to correct uh, you. I respect you too much, and that, and I find it hilarious when James gets pissy. <laughs> I respect
0: I, I respect you as uh, as much as uh, I am accurate about the things that you're trying to create. It's but, as good as you get. So, but and yeah, I want it. <laughs> I go I go on to the uh, the website and I see that okay, so the top notch tangler. All right, so I click on that link and I see okay, season one. I'm like, cool, season one. How many how many seasons are there? I start going through like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Was it up to eight? Eight uh eight seasons.
2: Fuck like if I remember it's your it it's out. your show sam <laughs> i don't you, schedule the seasons you, this was
1: your chance <laughs> you sam to be like this. no we are proudly working on season fucking nine, nine you shit. write them you direct them these are your children you're like i don't fucking know how many i got <laughs> I'm not good. i just show up say the thing i can go have a beer
0: hey, what more the fuck than do do I two I less than a million i don't fucking care I go home and watch. I honestly, didn't five. remember I, we I were up
2: to that many seasons because I I don't know where the seasons break off. Jimmy just is like, "All right, this is this season," and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> outstanding,
1: outstanding. Yeah, but yeah, yeah
2: way, I'm, I'm, do... I'm, oh, it's I'm only five. It. Oh my gosh, you had me worried. I knew it was five.
1: <laughs> I thought there was like shame <laughs> on you for not knowing that.
2: <laughs> um, universe, universe journey is probably up to eight, something okay. like that. But actually we're in season four of release right now so yeah. actually we are our show our live show is a year ahead of our podcast release
0: yeah that's uh, one of the things he said is uh, the show that we do um, isn't going up for a year and it's done intentionally so that when it does uh, reach the uh, the internet uh, in its full butterfly form um, it's 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 polished it's perfect it's gorgeous so yeah, I'm super stoked to be uh, get to play with these guys.
2: Oh, I'm yeah. super excited. That's awesome.
1: Congratulations to you, Jim. Thank, you. Thank That's you very much. much. Yeah,
2: I look Journey forward headset. to
1: hearing your hairy dick all over. <laughs> well, I mean... Are table. you going to
2: get tickets to watch it? Mm-hmm.
1: My dick? Well, I mean... I the rest well, of the guys got an only dance too.
2: who I tell <laughs> every month to watch him and then they don't but then i i was like jim's gonna come on and they're gonna get tickets this month aren't they <laughs> <laughs> well no well i'm you've gonna ruined, be slightly well, salty about that well i
0: think we've ruined it because we could have just kept telling them oh it's it's probably gonna be on next week's show and then they would have had to like keep got buying you know show after yeah. show for a full year <laughs> until it finally came up but Aww. you know we 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 let that cat out of the bag unfortunately
2: <laughs> physical cat oh kitty did you see it did you see it <laughs> let's did zoom you? in <laughs> <laughs> i see it it's so creepy it looks like it's sitting on your shoulder
1: he is he's my pirate kitty force perspective for the win
0: <laughs> oh, no. and I, and just to suck nuke's top 5's dick one more time uh, <laughs> the the thing though that uh no. I, I would have assumed on paper I probably wouldn't be as much of a fan if I just you know didn't give it a chance. But he's not like a, a classically I don't know, I don't want to say classically trained uh, public speaker. It's it, it's 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 clear that he's doing this uh, because he's really you know he really likes you know scary videos and whatnot. So yeah. his presentation, and everything else, it isn't polished, but yeah. it's it's honest and. What, the other thing I love about him is he does kind of give a little bit of an air of if it smells like a lot of bullshit, he'll be like, you
1: know, he's like, it's up to you, but like, I'm pretty sure. Like, this yeah. Is
2: bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: bullshit sometimes. And I will concede that there have been times where it's like, come on, noob. Yeah. You know that well, you can't win them set. all. The one thing I've gotten bothered the most is when they're in abandoned places. Yeah, and they hear someone scuttling in the distance. It's like you do realize homeless is kind of an epidemic thing. Yeah, right. That's a, abandoned a, a, buildings are easy fodder for cover, dude. Exactly. Yeah, that's the and you're doing it at night. I mean, you probably woke up for some for uh, uh, some sad fucker who's like, holy oh, shit, someone's here," and they're that's just bright ass lights away. And
0: yeah. So we went into this place that uh, we weren't welcome nor do we know anything about in the middle of the night. We heard scuttling and then a voice told us to get the fuck out. I think that place is haunted. No, I think you're just an asshole. I think, I think you're an th- asshole who interrupted somebody's beauty
1: sleep. Yeah, that's all. That's so, all.
2: well, I'm going to interrupt your guys beauty words and say it's about Thank time you. for us to to get out of here fine a
0: gas well
1: said
2: <laughs> well said question mark there we go name of the episode well said question
1: <laughs> there's a lot to be desired but whatever okay you know you know you want i to try that again i'll no. try it again one more time no, I, no, I, one I like one
2: the one. failure
1: you like the first take okay yeah, yeah. no well this show is shit anyway, So that's
2: why i don't get any <laughs>
1: you know, like it's gonna ruin the episode or <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alrighty, well, uh, it's about time for us to head on out of here. Thank you so much for listening. I am Sam. I am Jim. I'm <laughs> you guys want to take two?
1: No, I like the first one. He's he, <laughs> he's he's Dan. Dan.
0: He's Dan. And I'm, I and I'm, Dan. I'm Dan. and I am
1: okay. Jim. I am Jim. You're jam. Jim. You're jam. Jim. Jim. Damn. You're jam. Sam.
0: In years from now, I'll be like, I don't know why it never took off. I don't know why we put so much work into that show. And it just, the kids, they don't, they don't, they don't know what they like. They don't appreciate
1: nothing. Comedic genius gold. (laughs) See, I feel like when it's the three lettered name people, we do well. Yeah.
2: Of course. When we add
1: the James and the Bryce, I mean, 10 letters between them. It's just not good enough. No. It's too many letters. Never trust trust in even names,
0: even number, even letter. Jesus Christ. Here's another three
2: three three letters we're going to say.
0: Bye. Bye.
2: Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. There are so many places for you to find us outside of www.notanotherpodcast.com. For instance, you can find us on Facebook at Not Another Podcast. You can also find us on Tumblr at www.notanotherpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also find me, Samantha Stark, on Twitter at Samantha Stark 3 And you can find James on Twitter as well under James Spooky, spelled with an I-E, not a Y. And you wanted it. You asked for it. You got it. You can also find us now on iTunes under, you guessed it, Not Another Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, not another podcaster.